welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jans, and my guest today is Lee Oden, the CEO of Top Rank Online Marketing, a longtime author of the Top Rank blog, probably uh, been out there as long as I've been doing it, maybe longer even, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> also, the uh, the author of a book we're going to talk about today, Optimize, How to Attract and Engage More Customers by Integrating SEO, Social Media, and Content Marketing. So, Lee, thanks for joining me. Hey, John. It's good to be here. So, yeah, blogging a long time, yes. uh, just about uh, a little over eight years so my, I went back and looked not too long ago because somebody asked me, and I found some posts from May of 2003, and, <laughs> and, and they were uh, pretty bad, actually. <laughs> you know, of course. Well, it was before we really even knew what this thing was, you know, and it was like, oh, okay, I just kind of cut and paste one of my articles that I've written to, for, a, you know, an article directory, and we'll call it a blog post. Exactly. <laughs> I used to do what um, I call them now, the Oreo cookie, um, excerpt a news item, write my own intro and conclusion, and push publish. Oh, yeah. That, good way. To, well, heck, there's a lot of people doing that still, I think. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this book because I, I think on you know on the surface – uh, certainly some people, when they hear the term optimize, uh, you know, it's the middle word of SEO, um, or I'm sorry, the last word of, of SEO. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people probably jump to the conclusion maybe that this is a book all about uh, tweaking title tags and all the other little fun things that, that search engine folks over the years have done. And, and I, I really do believe, and I know readers will find that you're kind of breaking new ground in a way. Um, I, I guess that a lot of people are talking about social media and content marketing to go with SEO these days, but I think you were one, in my experience, one of the first ones re- who really, I think, got that connection. Yeah, yeah. It's something that's been a passion area. Um, and, and I have to say, you picked up on immediately this uh, within the book, which I was very delighted to, to, to hear and to, to know about. Um, you picked up on that, you know, it's a holistic, it's, a pro, uh, it's an approach, it's a frame of mind, this notion of optimize uh, as, as it's related in the book, you know, and, and I really appreciate that because, like you say, it's, it's not just about tinkering with title tags and, you know, manipulating this or that for some minor incremental increase in search visibility, but rather it's uh, it's a view of, well, I guess I'd like to say it's optimizing for customers, you know, optimizing for customer experiences and business outcomes. And we fold SEO in there, we fold social and we fold content in where it's appropriate, but our end objective is to attract customers and to keep them around and I think you, what you'd appreciate is, um, you know, optimizing for referrals, you know, and that sort of thing and making that part of the totality of, you know, how a brand communicates with a customer across that life cycle all the way from awareness to, you know, evangelism or advocacy. So the, the core of the book is about, you know, how, what is the relationship between customers and the information that can persuade them to become a customer and to refer other people and socially share. And, and, and it boils down into these three key areas. One is um, understanding how customers or how people uh, discover content. How do they discover new information? What do they search on? What do they talk about on the social web? Um, how do they consume that content? You know, what devices? Is it a smartphone or an iPad or a desktop machine, laptop? What 
media format, you know, video or long-form text, how-tos versus tips. And the third thing has to do with, um, you know, what are their preferences, your particular audiences that you're after, what are their preferences for sharing um, or taking action? And it might be a sale. Of course, we want the sale, but not everyone is going to be your customer. But they certainly may know someone who will. So the sale we can make every time is a social share or maybe even a, a referral. And so that's sort of the scheme of the book is how do we work with content, how do we understand customers, and how do we put a plan together to you know, give customers what they're looking for and get what we want at the same time. Yeah, and and I think the word, there it is, is is in um, the title or the subtitle. It's It's really about kind of integrating this whole strategy as opposed to just mm -hmm. a bunch of tactical things, which I think so often people get sucked into in the, in any of the online stuff. Exactly. And, you know, the book addresses issues related to content and connecting content with particular audiences, not just for marketers, but holistically in an organization. So there's a lot of advice specifically for public relations professionals, for customer service, and even um, in HR, particularly in recruiting, that anyone th that's publishing content is doing some doing it for a reason, I hope, and they may have an audience, a particular audience in mind, a particular outcome in mind. So the book's a really useful guide for connecting, you know, whatever kind of content an organization is publishing with a particular audience for a particular end goal. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things, you, you know, that, that has occurred over the last few years, but I think still people still have trouble connecting it is, is, you know, social media, uh, you know, everybody knows they should be doing it. They should be on board. Um, but there's still this, I still today hear this kind of riff about, Oh, I don't know what the ROI is and you know, how do I measure it? And I think a lot of times it's because people are still looking at it as sort of a detached thing that, that you do or don't do. Um, and, and I think that by really, tying it so thoroughly to content and certainly to your SEO, uh, I, I think that it's a lot easier to see the return on investment, um, I, I think, when you make that integration because it gets embedded. Absolutely. And when you look at things holistically in terms of any kind of content, not just marketing and customer acquisition, um, there are a lot more things to measure. You know, I mean, if I'm just after new customers, which is an admirable goal, uh, all I'm measuring are the KPIs or key performance indicators that lead to that conversion. But if I'm optimizing and socializing content so that I can recruit more talent, so I can get more unsolicited media pickups, so I don't have to pay a PR firm as much money, uh, or if I can make my support content, my knowledge base in FAQ, more easily found through search and social, and customers are actually satisfied more and not calling my call center, well, those are mitigated or deflected costs or savings that I can report as a result, you know, of, of implementing this sort of socialized and optimized approach to content marketing. So I think there's a lot more to measure when you look at it, taking a couple of steps back, you know. Um, and the bonus is when you do those other things, you know, that you end up with more optimized content that is a potential entry point and that actually helps your marketing anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But, I, I mean, I people love it when – I share numbers because I think it helps uh, sometimes put a finer point on some of this. But, you know, today I'm, yeah. I'm looking at uh, – I, ha I have a newsletter, uh, email newsletter that I get subscribers. I'm today just north of about 250 new subscribers today. My top awesome. four – top four – I'm I, 
you know, there are lots of people that have 2,000 new subscribers a day. But really, just, just to put a point on my top four uh, refers today, and it changes every day, but my top four refers today are Facebook, Google+, Plus, uh, Twitter, and then Google's number four. Um, so about 20% awesome. of my traffic today, so you could say 20% of my subscribers came from directly from social media. Um, so... You know, I think that's I think you can make those whatever your numbers are. I think you start seeing numbers like that or you start tracking things like that. And I think you can make a pretty strong case for uh, the the ROI of of social media. Absolutely. And, you know, people wonder about direct ROI. So they look at, well, I put up a Facebook fan page or a blog post. What's my ROI on that? And that's kind of like, what's the ROI of a phone call? You know, I mean, you know, it's a platform and whatever you can do with another communication vehicle um, you can do, you know, through the social web. And there's so many applications, obviously, you know, you know what's the ROI of a infographic on Pinterest, <laughs> for example. Well, right. you know, it, your ability to measure, I mean, I, one of the things we talk about, I talk about in the book is the, that ties into this ROI discussion is goal setting, you know, and having understanding intent and what's possible. And, and at the same time being adaptable. So if I only look at social as a marketing thing, great. There are measurements, but I, you know, when I set goals, when I have uh, make an effort to understand my audiences, my my um, prospects or my customer segments, I can do a better job at identifying goals and the tactical mix to reach them, and I can get a much better or more effective ROI measurement when I do that. And I think a lot of folks aren't doing that kind of homework, you know. Yep, absolutely. Um, you, in fact, I like the way you. I'm trying to find the quote here. I like the way you talk about. This idea of, of content marketing as a strategy, too. I, I know a lot of people are still looking at it as a task. Um, and um, you yeah. talk about considering audience, competitive landscape, and business goals as really part of, of the uh, the overall strategy. And I, I, on top of strategy, you do actually talk a lot about just kind of outright tools as well um, in this book. And so I wonder if I could ask you a couple tool questions. Um, sure. What are your favorite tools for you? You mentioned the competitive landscape. What are some of your favorite tools for measuring or spying on, you know, what your competitors are are doing in in social, in content, in keywords, in in maybe even paid advertising? Well, in particular, uh, on the search side of things, I like uh, tools like uh, SEMrush, S-E-M-Rush.com, right. or SpyFu. Um, those can be quite handy. Um, but I'll back up a second and say about tools. Tools are only as good as the skills of the person using them. So, um, you know, getting Google.com is probably one of the most powerful tools if you know how to use advanced search and, you know, you know what to look for. I've always said the best search marketers are really good at searching, and, and, and I find that to be true literally on a daily basis. So understanding advanced search operators is very, very useful. Um, looking at different document types and that kind of thing can help you find things that competitors are doing uh, or information that maybe they intended to go be up on the web but, or maybe not. <laughs> uh, Googlebot is very good at finding content. And um, so that, that's kind of a fun exercise looking at, you know, for example, spreads, you know, using keywords and just spreadsheets or keywords and just certain domain names and that sort of thing. But um, from an SEO standpoint, I think um, backlink analysis tools like Majestic SEO, Open Site Explorer, and other tools, like I mentioned, SpyFu and SEMrush can be quite useful. 
Um, outside of that, social monitoring tools can be quite useful. Um, on the low end, Tracker, T-R-A-C-K-U-R by Andy Beal, um, or something as simple and free as socialmention.com, or on the upper end, you've got you know, a mix of tools, SM2, uh, Techergy, SM2, Radiant 6, Scout Labs, and uh, um, we've been playing with Sprout Social a little more lately. Um, and even uh, companies like Vocus, which is a client of ours, has uh, is gotten into the social media monitoring space. So the data, you know, social monitoring tools are just a search engine. Social monitoring is a, is a, is you know method of data collection through RSS feeds and and right. uh, bots, just like a regular search engine. They collect all this social data, you know, comments, tags, blog posts, and whatever. And 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 then when you do a social report. You do it, you're just doing a search query against the data in the social web, and it's reporting back information. And you can do some really interesting things there with competitors, executive names, uh, new hires, uh, you know, their hiring practices there. You can look at um, – actually, Andy, speaking of Andy, he's got lots of really good competitive intelligence um, advice on his blog, um, marketingpilgrim.com, um, and the book he wrote uh, about um, social media monitoring. Right. Yeah. Um... Andy's been on. It's been a while now, but I think right when he came out with Tracker, uh, was on the show. Yeah. Um, another thing, you know, I, <laughs> I try to simplify SEO. Have for years, and you know, I've for a long time, even though I piss off some SEO people sometimes <laughs> for a long time, said you know, SEO is really about creating lots of keyword-rich uh, content and you know, putting it out there in places that other people want to link to it. Um, and, and that whole idea of keywords is certainly you know, th the backbone, I think, for this content strategy, for SEO strategy. Um, and you, you characterize it in a way I've never heard before and I really like. And um, it, keywords are a manifestation of what customers care about. And I think that is, uh, uh, that is a great way to talk about it. But, but uh, talk about in terms of, your, of this integration, you know, where, where do keywords and keyword research fall these days? Sure. Well, yeah, yeah that it's um, the empathy towards what a customer or prospect goes through in their journey, wherever it is that they're starting from, you know, comes down to different behaviors and for, as far as, you know, finding a, pro a solution to their problem. And many times it's a search, you know, um, and, and so, Traditional SEO is often focused on the most popular phrases relevant to a company's existing content. And the way a company thinks about its products may not necessarily be what customers or prospects think, you know? And so by empathizing with those customers and literally getting into their mind of, well, what is it that they think about when they're in the, and if I can simplify the buying cycle to, you know, awareness, interest, consideration, and purchase, you know, what are they thinking about at each of those stages during the buying cycle as they go through their journey of educating, becoming aware, and then educating themselves, doing comparisons, and then ultimately, you know, making a purchase decision, and architecting a content plan that uses keywords to effectively create content that allows, that's both optimized and socially promoted, that allows your target audience to literally pull themselves to you, you know? And that's a much more qualified prospect or customer than, you know, someone that you're just pushing out to, or even someone who's just randomly connecting with you 
because of a you know like a broad phrase match. You know, if someone finds me through online marketing, that's not anywhere near as relevant as if they type in online marketing services or something like that. As well, an example. Well, and I, I mean, I think the the ideal scenario, if somebody's done this right and all the stars align, you know, if somebody actually sells themselves, right, and they come to you and they really just need the details on how to make the purchase, maybe. Exactly. In fact, we do a lot of work with B two B companies, and and we're even, you know, we're a, you know, we're a marketer for other B two B marketers, uh, and we're getting a lot of information from those folks about in their data that a lot of their prospects are pulling themselves through anywhere 50 to 75% of the sales cycle based on content they're consuming that the brand's publishing. So by the time the sales discussion occurs, that person knows most of what they need to know. They just need to iron out the finer points in, in many cases. Yeah. And, you know, shorter sales cycle is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Um, I've grown interested of late, you know, I'm getting bored with the idea that we just need to produce lots of content. And I've been, yeah. uh, I've, uh, I've been grown More kind isn't of, better. Yeah. I've grown kind of interested in this idea of what I'm starting to hear people call smart content and the idea that, that using analytics and, data that we already have in our customer database or, you know, IPs and, you know, geolocation stuff that we can actually serve up different content to people based on where they live, maybe what they've searched to get to our site. Um, and what, what's your thinking on that? Is that, is that, is that a fad? Is that something that's going to become, uh, in your estimation, uh, a very valuable and an important uh, segment of market of content? Sure. I, I think some folks will call it a fad. Some will call it clever and some will call it creepy, you know? Right, right. Like, right. how did you know? You know, it's like retargeting. I mean, in, in a way it can be from an advertising perspective, I go to one website and I look at a product and I decide not to do anything with it. Then I go to a completely unrelated website and all of a sudden an ad for that product I just looked at pops up. <laughs> right. Or, th or, th or three ads for that product. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> and then I get an email. Um, <laughs> Um, so I think there's a time and a place. I think that intelligence can be a very useful thing. Um, yeah, that, that, that by itself makes sense, right? Um, yeah. Intelligence in terms of a customized content or dynamically um, customized content could is absolutely um, uh, uh, an asset for sure. I, I do believe that. I mean, otherwise contextual advertising wouldn't work. You know, the, right. uh, that's how Google works. You know, right. Google searches, the ads that appear with Google search results is what we're talking about in a way, except for a website. And instead of showing ads, it would show articles or whatever. So I, I think, I think there's, um, there's a lot of validity in there. Um, but I think it could be creepy and I think it could be very clever and useful, uh, according to the execution. Um, let's, uh, I want to. We're, we're going to run out of time here before we get uh, through the entire uh, uh, contents of the book. So people are just going to have to go out and buy it. I think if they're uh, enjoying what they're hearing today. But I'd love to hear your take on on amplification of content. Um, in other words, you know, I think for a lot of people, they 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 scratch their heads and they say, "Well, I wrote a blog post, but you know, it's not getting me anything." Um, you know, and and so this idea that you have to actually proactively go out. And, and try to share it with the world to, to create exposure, to maybe get links. And I wonder if you have some tips just on, or maybe you're thinking in general on just uh, amplification, but just maybe even some tips on how somebody might do that better. Sure. Well, you know, I, I do have my, a couple of my high-level thoughts on it is that, and, and something I like to say is great content isn't great until someone shares it. 
and right. and and forecasting or allocating resources to the notion of content marketing, one must not only include, you know, careful planning and and and, and writing, but also promotion. You know, it's got to be baked into the process. Our copywriters are expected not only to research and write really great content, they're also expected to help promote it. You know, and there's a feedback mechanism to let them know if it was if if they were effective or not. And that feedback mechanism is actually pretty critical um, uh, for for motivating people, you know, um, to continue to do that sort of thing. So um, clearly, I like um, I like the idea of promoting content. Um, I think well, being thoughtful about the packaging, especially when writing titles, um, uh, titles that are optimized for search and titles that are optimized for share, as an example. So for, uh, when you go to a blog post and you click on that share button, the pre-populated title shouldn't really care as much about keywords, but it should care about a compelling promise, you know, a, a numbered list or, um, you know, the essential this or must read this or whatever, you know. Right, right. And the other thing is we like or I'm a big advocate of a hub-and-spoke publishing model where there's some repository of content at the centerpiece, whether it's a resource center or a blog or whatever, and you have channels of distribution or spokes that surround that hub. And at each of those channels of distribution is a social network, usually, not always, but it could be that then when I publish a blog post, it automatically or manually gets promoted to a diversity of these channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, you know, Pinterest, YouTube, according to the media. And so at each of those endpoints, not only are we promoting our content, but we're we're, we're interacting with the community. We're building a network and growing our community so that whenever we publish something next, you know, they're waiting for it. They can't wait to see what we're going to publish next. And that, amp, that is instrumental towards amplifying content. So if I have something well-written and thoughtful, it's optimized, but I'm also socializing in terms of sharing it with channels where there are people who are already familiar with us, we're making promises about great content, and we keep delivering over and over and over again, they can't wait, not only to consume, but also to share with their networks as well. Well, and it just makes such a great case. I mean, you know, if somebody tells me they they can't make social media pay, I mean, to me, the first place I'd go look is, you know, where's the content? <laughs> because I think I think exactly. that's, you know, that's how you just – just gave a brilliant sort of description of how to how closely aligned those two things are if they're really going to uh, pay. Um, the book can be. Uh, I'm talking to Lee Odin. We're talking about Optimize. The book can be purchased at Optimized, or at least you can find tons of information about it at Optimize.com. Uh, you also have. Oh, oh it's, I'm sorry. It's, it's Optimize. I'm sorry. Uh, some financial services grab yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, Optimizedbook.com. <laughs> I'm glad you corrected me. I'm sitting here looking at it too, and I still said Optimize.com. But uh, Optimizedbook.com, and you've got some some goodies, some templates, and some keyword tools there yes. too, don't you? Yes, yes. There's uh, a couple of really, really useful. Um, spreadsheet documents you can download. One is for a keyword glossary, and the other one is for a content plan for a blog. And uh, there are things that we've used ourselves. Um, lots of companies have downloaded these. These are one of the most popular page. These are the most. That's the most popular post right now. Is that yeah. free download? <laughs> um, followed closely by the order page. 
Good deal. Good deal. Well, Lee, congratulations. And uh, this is Thanks, one, this is really absolutely one of those must-read books. If you really, uh, there are a lot of books on all of these topics that Lee talks about, uh, but I think if you really want one that that makes sense for how to use these tools effectively in your business, this this is really the one book on the subjects that you should read. So, Lee, uh, great catching up with you, and uh, hopefully, we'll uh, I'm sure we'll bump into you out there on the road. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, John.